the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. I hope you guys were able to have a great and relaxing holiday weekend. And we want to thank you for joining us and continuing to support us over here on your radio network. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. We love that you support the show and the network continuously. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check out Melody's Corner coming up on Wednesday. Um, she always has some hot topics for you guys, so make sure you tune in for that. And make sure you catch Conscious Vibes by Brother Romney Yell, uh, brought to you on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So definitely check out those uh, awesome and awesome other hosts that we have on here on the network. And so you guys make sure you go and connect with us um, at YRN1328 on Twitter and on Facebook. Connect with us. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at yourradionetworks at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you guys. Or if you want to be a guest of the Beautiful Butterfly Show, you can call you can email us as well at the B-Fly Show at gmail.com. Tonight, this evening, you guys, I'm excited, you guys. We got a filmmaker. We got a playwriter in the building, you guys. We got Liz Goins-Turner. She is in here, you guys. Hey, she's representing North Carolina. She's down there in Florida right now, but she is North Carolina. Y'all know I have to represent for North Carolina, being a, a North Carolinian myself, you guys. So I'm excited about having her on the show tonight. Tonight, you guys, we're actually going to be discussing her film, her upcoming field entitled Room 1103. And one of the great things um, and the reasons why I touched out to reached out to Liz is because years ago, when I first began the beginning stages of the Beautiful Butterfly Show, I, I, I touched on a topic about, you know, taking care of your loved ones. And it dealt with a lot of the things that take place um, in nursing home facilities, um, and, and all of that across the globe. And so I'm I'm really excited um, to know that she is putting this film together um, and, and getting this information out there. So tonight, you guys, she's going to be sharing with you the motivation, the passion behind her creating this film. And I want you guys to make sure you tune in because it's going to be an incredible story that you guys hear what compelled her um, to create this movie. Um, and I want you guys to make sure you're taking notes because so many people are dealing with the issues that are taking place with our elderly in the nursing homes, et cetera. So make sure you guys are tuned in. 
Tweet it, share it on Facebook, let everybody know that Liz Turner is in the building, you you guys, this evening. So if you're out there, you got a question or a comment, or if you just want to listen, feel free to do so. All you have to do is call in 347-326-9139. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, you guys, but when we come back, we're going to have the lady of the hour join us, and we're going to hear the inside scoop on Room 1103. We'll be back to Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. As I said before our break, you guys, we have Liz Goings, um, turn it in the building, you guys, tonight. And we're going to be talking about her film entitled Room 1103. And once again, if you're out there, make sure you share the show. Uh, let everybody know that she is on. Uh, you guys are going to gain some great insight uh, tonight, I am definitely sure. So we're going to bring the lady of the hour on here. Liz, you there? Yes, I am. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? <laughs> I am doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited about having you on the show. I'm glad that you agreed to come on here and join me tonight. Definitely, and I'm happy and excited about doing the show, and I thank you for reaching out to me. Definitely, definitely. And so for the folks out there who may not be familiar with who you are, tell them um, a little bit about yourself. Okay, just a little bit. Okay, just a little well. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Liz Goins Turner, um, also known as the original Diamond Diva. Um, and as you said before, I'm originally from uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, and um, I've been writing stage plays since the year 2010. Um. Room 1103 is my first film. Um, I'm also the founder of uh, the Playwrights Awards, um, the official Playwrights Awards, um, which is Mm -hmm. done every year. We're getting ready to celebrate our fifth year here in Key West. Um, Also the founder of a uh, domestic violence awareness foundation called the Mm -hmm. Not Looking Back Foundation. So... Um, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, of course, um, going back to the domestic violence, uh, what what for you in particular uh, made you want to um, spread awareness um, when it comes to domestic violence? Um, because I am a survivor. I okay. went through it in my teen years, and oh, wow. um, I. I I stayed silent about it. I didn't want to tell Mm -hmm. anybody, especially my family, 
Um, I hid it from my family due to embarrassment um, up until just a couple of years ago. And here I am about Mm -hmm. to turn 44, and I'm just now feeling comfortable talking to my family about it because it was, it was mm-hmm. I was embarrassed. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'm 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 the type I just want to prove it my, to my family that uh I can be somebody and I can be successful. And then it it right. felt like, you know, telling them that it was, like I said it was just pure embarrassment. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, and even and, though I have an understanding family, so I don't know why right. I thought that, but you know, I did. Wow! And so during that time, because uh, we've also talked about that on the show here um, about how a lot of people don't realize um, how much domestic violence actually occurs among teenagers. Oh, um, like most yeah. people think. You know, most people think it's actually towards adults, but I actually did a segment and, like, seeing the statistics on the amount of teenagers, you know, just teenagers who actually deal with it is through the roof. Right, right. And and it's sad. And like you said, it it doesn't, it's not after you get older or it's not a certain age bracket. It starts when when you're a teen. So. Wow, you know, and and the thing yeah, for so. you, um, and, and mentioning, you know, the fact of, of the embarrassment and so forth, and so, I guess at at that age, did you feel like, you know, if I say anything, did you think no one would take you serious about it? That too, that too. Yeah, um, yeah. Because my abuser, and and to be honest with you, I had two. Uh, oh they wow. Were both. Okay. Um, manipulative, and just like any other abuser, they'll tell their victim, mm-hmm. if you say anything, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then, you know, right. that plays over and over in your head, and that's all you can think about is, okay, if I say something, he's going to kill me. So, right. you know, and at that time, that is the only thing that um, played over and over in my head. You know, I better not say right. anything. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't mm-hmm. understand that, Domestic violence is more of a mental uh, right. issue. It affects you more right. um, more mentally than it does physically, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the wounds and the bruises are clear up, but it stays with you for the rest of your life. But it's all right. about how you right. deal with it. You know, it, it's Absolutely. not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Like I said, here I am in my 40s, and I'm just now being able to speak publicly about it. And right. I don't even cry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing about it is that I, I think that a lot of people, um, especially, you know, when you're teenagers and, you you know, in a relationship anyway, I think people don't take you serious anyway because, you know, like, oh, right. it's just a little love, you know. <laughs> just, you know, right. so <laughs> when you go to people explaining that you have issues, like, oh, honey, you'll be all right. You'll find another one. And you're thinking, like, no, no, <laughs> it's not quite exactly. that easy, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You know, you're Absolutely. like, okay, you know, you crying, and they're like, it's okay. You're like, no, no, but you really, you really don't understand like, <laughs> what's going on here. Like, if you knew, you might be crying, too. Oh, <laughs> you know, exactly. what's going on here. So I think, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, parents don't really take, 
you know, circumstances um, really seriously. And I remember having a boyfriend who had a very, very strong and aggressive temper. And my mm-hmm. mom saw that one day, and she was like, you need to wrap that up. You know, you need to cut mm-hmm. that off immediately. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. You know, then I didn't know. I didn't know anything about domestic violence. Right. I didn't know anything about anything like that. And so I was hurt. I was hurt and devastated because I'm like, hey, I love him. Like, you know, yes. like, what are yeah. you talking about? You know, so and, and my mom was like, she saw it. You know, she saw it early on. And I'm glad that she did because who knows? Who knows what that situation right could have led to, you know, had she didn't notice um, at the particular time. And so I always reflect on that and think like, oh, I'm just thankful, like, I didn't get into Mm -hmm. that. And so, but leading up to the point you are now, married and so forth, I want you to talk about, because oftentimes women um, and people who deal with domestic violence in general don't always talk about, you know, how you repair yourself. So how did Liz work on herself to prepare herself for your husband that you have now. Because when you go through so much, you know, you you have to work through all that emotional and, and, and mental um, things that go on in, inside of you. So how did you, you know, work on you before you decided, okay, I'm going to marry this man? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, number one, it took a lot, a lot of prayer. <laughs> and there was a lot of prayer. Um, yeah, I wore my, I, I, yeah. I tore my war room up. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of prayer. Um, oh, and, and to be honest with you, by me helping yeah. other people, because yeah. even before I even spoke to anyone about my abuse, people were coming to me mm-hmm. and talking to me about theirs. And here I am wow. able to help them with no wow. problem at all. And yeah. but to be honest with you, that was therapy for me. Helping others was therapy for me. And mm. it it made me stronger. It did. Right. It really it really did make me stronger. And even right today it's still it's, it's still building me up. Uh-huh. Um, even though I say, you know, I don't even, you know, I'm able to talk about it publicly, I, you know, but it still, you know, crosses my mind every now and then, um, yeah. not like it used to, but I'm able now to like help others. And at the same time, I'm helping myself. So it's, it's therapy. It really mm-hmm. is. So, you know, between the therapy of helping others and all that praying, wearing my knees out. Um, that's how I got to where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for you, uh, for for the women out here who are dealing with domestic violence or maybe they're getting out of the situation, uh, what what would would be your words of advice um, pertaining to not, you know, speaking out about it because I I had a lady or several ladies on here in the past who have talked about domestic violence, Liz, and sometimes Mm -hmm. people end up going back to the person that has created, 
you know, this wow. violence toward them, you know, repeatedly, you know, in relationships. And so, and it was uh, a, a guest had talked about it. it wasn't until the final time she had, you know, they had broke up over the time, I guess, three or four times, and it wasn't until the final time when he actually threatened to hurt her child is when the bell mm. went off in her head. Oh, like, my okay. goodness. You know, yeah. Mm-mm. So what would Mm-mm. be your advice to those women who are, in those situations where they they're, they're juggling whether to stay or whether to leave. Well, the number one thing is, you know, he's not going to change. He is not going to change. Right. Um, yeah. For the simple fact, he's beating you for a reason, and and right. the re- his it, it, well put it like this for his reason. He has his own reasons mm-hmm. why he's mm-hmm. doing it. It's something that's going on within him. So therefore, right. it's not going to change overnight. He he's going to continue to do it until he seeks help. Right. If this man okay. feels that um putting his hands on you is fine. He's controlling you. He's controlling you. He's controlling your mind. You need to, like one day, I just looked in the mirror. I looked at myself, mm-hmm. and and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, I was always called the B word. And I'm like, you know, am mm-hmm. I really one? And I'm like, no, I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, it's like you would think, you know, yeah. people, somebody would walk to the bathroom and they thought I was going crazy because I'm sitting up there asking myself questions and then I'm answering. But I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm asking myself these questions. And I'm like, you know, Am I good for nothing? And I'm like, you know what? Mm. I can be who I want to be. So it's like you're right. looking into the mirror and you're asking yourself these questions. And there's no way possible that I can look at myself in the mirror and degrade myself. Right. The, the right. men were doing it enough for me, so why should mm-hmm. I degrade right. myself? And that's right. what you have to do. And then you also, especially to the ladies, the women that have children, you don't want your daughter to go through that. You don't want your daughter to become a victim and you don't want your son to become an abuser. Right. Um, Children may sit back and they're quiet about it. And just because they don't speak on it doesn't mean that they don't realize what's going on. And I'm not just talking about physical abuse. It's it's all about, it's also um, if a man is constantly speaking down on his wife in front of the children or yelling mm-hmm. at her and it's in front of children or the children are in the house, period. They don't even have to be in the same room. They hear and they know more than you think that they know, even though they're not speaking on it. They know. And just because they're young doesn't mean that they're right. not paying attention. You think that that little That's girl right. just sitting there playing with the Barbie dolls. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's taking all that in. Yeah. That's right. So, That's right. That's right. You know, you, and I always you have to that. know. And I, and I always and I, and I was gonna say I always say that a lot of times people think that they're hiding uh, something mm-hmm. from their children, and so a lot of times we don't give kids the you know the credit that they deserve because like you said even right. though they're not saying anything they're taking it and internalizing everything that is going on around them you know and yeah. if you catch them at the right time and have a conversation with them they they can tell you everything that's going on from oh, A to yeah. Z in your household. You know, oh, but you think because yeah. they playing the game or they, you know, mm-hmm. they they doing something that they're not listening and absorbing <laughs> yeah. what's going on around them, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had to, 
Like I said, the, the, I, I can remember, I can remember clearly the last time that um, he, and it was my daughter, um, her biological father, the last time he put hands on me. And it was while I was pregnant with her. He had to mm-hmm. put the gun to my head, pull the trigger six times. And the gun never went wow. off. So, wow. um, I, and I also think back to that too. And I'm like, okay. If it was meant for me to die, I would have been gone. It's meant for me to be here for a reason, so therefore I gotta stay strong. I gotta keep going. That's right. That's right. And That's right. You know, that was the last time that he did it. And after I had my daughter, um, I did what I had to do to get away from it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, you know, in hearing that, even though it's a very horrific thing that happened, but it, it shows you. Um, that you you have a purpose. I mean, I don't know yeah. too many people, you right. know, that you get in a position like that and, and live through it, you know, to tell and, and to right. talk about it. So it, it definitely shows that you know you have a purpose um, in this world right. to um, get out here and spread awareness um, and to make a difference, um, you know. And so I'm glad that you're able to get out and, and be vocal about that because I, I I think the thing that harms us is especially. Um, in the black community is that we, you know, we some of us are still under that, that thing of, you know, well, whatever goes on in our household stays in our household. And so we don't talk about right. it and we don't have that dialogue um, into being able to open up about what's going on, you know. Um, and even, you know, like you said, for you, even though those things took place, you know, in your teenage years, you know, it took you several years, you know, to get to a point, right. you know, where you were like, okay. I want to talk about this now. So uh, I think it's great that you're able to get out here and, and help people um, uh, who are in those situations. So I definitely commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I want to do is I want to take a little break, uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to delve into her upcoming film, you guys, Room 1103. Uh, so the yes. Yes question yeah <laughs> if you have a question or comment for Liz feel free to call in the number is 347-326-9139 or uh, you can press the number one if you're on the line and I'll let you come in and speak with her and show her some love and all that good stuff so we're going to take a break you guys we're going to be right back over here on the beautiful butterfly show listen Bill I realize that you've been hurt because I've been hurt Regardless to who, what, why, when, and where, we're all precious in his sight. And a rose is still and always will be a rose.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, you guys. And if you're out there listening, make sure you check out our new app. It's free, you guys. You can download it on iPhone and Android, you guys. That's YRN 1328. Uh, you can listen not only to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, but to the awesome other hosts that we have here on the network. If you're out there, you got a question or a comment for Liz, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. All you have to do is press the number one. And uh, we will let you join us and listen to your question or comment that you have for her, you guys, tonight. And so, as I said, you guys, uh, we're going to be talking about her upcoming film entitled Room 1103, you guys. And I wanted to share um, something with you guys um, briefly um, before we get into our bring this um, back on. And it talks about how over three, there are over 3.2 million adults living in nursing homes and other long-term facilities in the U.S. As many as 40% of all adults uh, will enter a nursing home at some point during their lives. And as the U.S. population grows, uh, the number of nursing home residents is expected to grow as well. Many of these elders are well cared for, but many may be victims of abuse. Uh, elderly abuse, particularly when it involves a patient in a residential care facility, can be difficult to detect for some. Uh, many, many cases go unreported. Uh, they stated that nursing home abuse is a serious concern that seniors who have been abused have a 300% greater chance of death in the three years following the abuse than those who aren't abused. Uh, and it talks about how more than uh, one in six um, in a nursing home resident, maybe victim of abuse um, every year, you guys. Uh, so just want to share that fact, you guys, and I'm sure Liz is going to share more uh, with you guys as well. But uh, what I want to do is um, I want to take this caller uh, that we have on the show here uh, first. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to area code 786, uh, last digits 3213. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Tamitria Harris. I'm from Hi, Miami. welcome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Do you have a question or comment for Liz? Yes, first, hi, Liz. I'm actually one of her, her actresses in Room 1103, and I just was so excited to hear her story that she just shared. Um, one of the things that I did want her to, that I'm pretty sure she's going to talk about, um, okay. with the movie, but I wanted to ask from the previous thing that she was talking about abuse, uh, mm-hmm. oftentimes one of the things that people think about when they think of abuse is just physical abuse, but I wanted to right. see if she could maybe share a little bit about emotional abuse because oftentimes a lot of us carry those emotional abuse scars and no one ever sees that because it's not, you know, in blue. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well. Hi, it's Mitra. Hey. <laughs> but um, you're absolutely right, and um, that plays right along with the uh, mental abuse as well. Um, keeping all that stuff just bottled up. All of that stuff that's bottled up inside of you will eventually just cause you to blow up. So, so what, what would be your abuse. advice for people dealing with emotional abuse and how to how to get from under something like that? 
only way to get out the only way to get out of a situation like that it has to come up out of you it's just like if you um drink poison you eventually you're going to throw it up so being as though if you're you have something that's um you know, you have an emotional problem, emotional things that are going on with yourself. You got to get it out of your system. And the only way to get that out of your system, you have to talk about it. You have to talk about it. You have to talk to someone. Um, you know, you hear a lot of times people say, well, I really don't have anybody to talk to. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. If you, you, I'm saying, first of all, and like I said, I'm a firm believer in God. You ask God to, if the person would just allow God to uh, lead and guide them and show them exactly Uh who they need to reach out to, that Uh person will come up. It may not happen right off back. You may go through at least two or three people, maybe more than that, before you get to the right one, but eventually you will. But you got to get it out of the system. And getting it out of your system, the only way to do it is by talking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I told you earlier, I was talking, I was sitting up there in the mirror talking to myself. And, like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you may feel crazy doing it, but talking to yourself, if you have to do that, do that. But you got to get it out of your system. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Um, Demetria, did you have another um, question uh, for Liz? Not at the moment. I'm looking forward to listening to her share about the upcoming movie. Okay. Room 1103. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And, of course, you talked about um, being a part of the film. And I'll ask you before uh, we get in depth about the film, uh, what was one of the things that uh, pulled you in uh, about getting involved um, in the film? So it said the last part one more time. What was one of the things that kind of piqued your interest about actually being a part of the film? It was actually through a mutual friend, um, Regina okay. Hodges, who who introduced me to Liz, um, who okay. she and I have worked together before. And you know, once I had the the opportunity to to be a part of it and to read the story, you know, I'm such a I'm a very compassionate person, and mm-hmm. it just hit home for me. For yeah. anybody to go through an experience like that, it 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 will right. take its toll on you. And when you're talking about a child and their mother, you know, one of the closest, if not the closest person that's to you, and to know mm-hmm. that someone did something so egregious to them, and then you, you look into your own life and you see, oh, my God, this could be my loved one, or maybe this was mm-hmm. one of my loved ones, but it was such an egregious act that I didn't believe them. Right. You know, so right. you know, right. you can't help but to connect and want to be a part of a movement of this magnitude because so many people are suffering. Yeah. And there's not enough exposure to this and people are dying left and right and there's not enough mm-hmm. awareness for it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Definitely, That's true. Definitely, definitely. We definitely appreciate you calling in, and I, I definitely look forward to seeing you alive in action in the film as well. And so thank well, you so let much me for say this. In. Can I say something right okay. quick? Her okay. role in the film, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to hate her. Yes. Oh, God. You are going yes. to hate yes. her. Yes. Well, you're oh, going to hate her. Her character. Oh, God. 
them now. <laughs> oh, but my goodness. But I hope goodness. you hate me the way that you're supposed to, which means I have done a good job. If I, if I make you have done a good job. I know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I hope you'll continue listening to the rest of the show. Most definitely. Awesome. Thank you, Demetria. Right. My pleasure, always. And we're going to go to one more caller here, and then we're going to get into the details of the movie, you guys. We're going to go to area code 330, last digit 7002. State your name and where you're calling from. I am calling from, my name is Erlina Weaver. I'm calling from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Erlina. Hi. Hi. Hello, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a question or comment for Liz? Um. The comment I have, I I truly Mm -hmm. just want to thank the woman of God, um, Liz, for just having the, for God giving her the strength to be able to write this story. Um, I mean, it's going to help so many people, and it's also going to help a lot of people know how to get up to that nursing home and really check on their parents because, I know for a fact, you know, I can't prove anything, but, you know, I remember I put my mom in a nursing home at the last minute of the time that I had to, and something happened. But my mother-in-law is in the nursing home, and she had failed Mm -hmm. like four times, and she Mm -hmm. had serious bruises on her face. Mm -hmm. They said it's because she failed, but it's just like, you know, it looks like, a man beater. You know, it looks like, you know, mm. if you've been in an abusive marriage or yeah. abusive relationship, mm. that's what it right. looks like. Somebody just popped her in the eye. And I'm mm. so glad that she brought this story out because I, I told my husband I can't wait till he see it. And I hope his sisters none get to see it one day um, there in Ohio where this will help them be able to be more involved in their mother's care at the nursing home. Because they're only going right. to take my mother one time to fall before I'm up there trying to figure out what's going on. And, right. and you know, I just thank God for her having the strength to come out with this story. I know it's going to help so many people. I mean, it, it's it's something. This, you know, nobody had the nerve to really come up with to do this, but God gave her the strength. And I'm telling you, I take everything off to this woman of God for having God just holding her up through it. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Erlena. Absolutely. Erlena has really been supporting this movie from day one. Um, she's been she's been supporting it um, even financially. Um, every time I turn around, and she she's making a donation towards it, or she's um, inboxing me some encouraging words. It's just always. You know, she, she's just supporting it 150%. Um, and also, she didn't she didn't say it, but she was also an extra. She's an extra yes. in the yes. movie as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it awesome. was a very awesome. part. That part, I was like, really, I, I'm telling you, I am so proud of her for just going through that because I can yeah. imagine I lost my mom, too, you know, so... Just knowing to see this and just being in that part was traumatized again for me, but it <laughs> yeah. was just so, I mean, just to see how it got to be done. 
I, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, that was, I thank God for her allowing me to just be a part of that. Just that little part was enough. <laughs> Absolutely. You're welcome. Absolutely. It got me wanting to go so talk. Oh, okay. It really got me wanting to go check on other people's parents, honestly. <laughs> that's um, right. I don't even know them. See, it created a movement within you. That's, that's you know, right. That's how you know. Up. It's great. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. you know. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate you calling in. I hope you'll continue listening to the rest of the interview. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Elena. Awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, man. I'm telling you guys, we 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 gonna get to the details of the movies, but we got so many callers <laughs> in here. I'm trying to get everybody in this thing because uh, Liz oh. got the phone lines going crazy. But hey, that's love, you know. You can always tell when people yeah. support what you do and they love what you do and they pour out like that. And uh, right. I, I just think it's awesome. So we're gonna go to the three three six area code. Oh, yeah, I know that area code down in there. We're gonna go to the three three six. Area code last digits five five two six. State your name and where you're calling from. Javetta Williams, and I'm calling from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Winston Salem in the building, North Carolina is all over the globe tonight. Yes. Oh my goodness. Welcome. You got a question or comment for Liz? No, I just wanted to let Liz know that I was very proud of what she's doing. Um, Okay. I know that this is an epidemic. Um, Mm -hmm. It happens, but a lot of senior citizens and elderly people can't really speak for themselves. So for her to shine a light on uh, this particular situation, it it means a lot to me. Both of my grandparents passed away in nursing homes. The Mm -hmm. only thing I know is what they told me and what they told our Mm -hmm. family. So, and I, I could just eat. I couldn't imagine if yeah. we found out something different. So I commend you, Liz, for your strength. Um, continue to be that voice. Share it with as many people as you can. And we are proud of you in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're, You're not going to make, make, make me crash. But Javetta is another cast member. Oh, my okay. cast is just showing out tonight. But, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a cast member, and she's another one that you're not going to like either. Um, oh, no. Definitely not <laughs> like her. Yeah, her and Tanitra, <laughs> the, the roles that they play together, you're not going to like them. Oh, but but we love you, Liz, and it's but... only a role. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it. And it's so funny because y'all are opposite from the character that y'all portrayed. It's just opposite. And they did a, the job was just, they just did a phenomenal job. Um, awesome. Oh, my God, it did. Awesome, really awesome. did. Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for calling in, and we hope you continue listening to the rest of the show. Absolutely. I'm listening mm-hmm. in. All right. <laughs> thank you, Javetta. Right. You're welcome. Y'all have a good night. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys. And of course, um, as I got, as I told you guys, we're gonna get to the movies. I promise, but I like callers too, so I had to get them in, <laughs> you guys. But if you're on the line, don't worry. Uh, you still got time. I will, I will definitely uh, be taking callers a little bit later on. But uh, what I want to do is I want to take a short break, you guys, and we're gonna come back. And I promise, we're gonna talk about 
uh, room 1103. You guys, you heard from um, a lot of the castmates that have called in as well tonight, you guys. So stay tuned to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. We'll be right back, you guys. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain, trusting no one. Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we're joined by filmmaker and playwright Liz Goings-Turner, you guys. We're on tonight. We're discussing her upcoming film, uh, Room 1103, you guys. And uh, if you're just tuning in, no worries. You still got time to listen to this awesome interview. And if you're out there, uh, as I always say, feel free to call in if you got a question or a comment or you might want to share your story once you hear um, Liz's um, tonight. And the number is 347-326-9139. All you have to do is press the number one, and uh, we'll be happy to bring you on here. And so, of course, Liz, I know everybody's like, we want to know about the movie. (laughs) So tell us, uh, Room 1103. I know we're going to be in store for a treat, and I got to put this plug out there because all films don't get picked up by major people, y'all. And I'm going to say that again. All <laughs> films don't get picked up by major people. And so Liz has some amazing people um, that have picked up this um, movie, Lifetime. Oh, y'all know I love Lifetime. Uh, A&E, Redbox, and Netflix, you guys. So you guys know it's going to be an outstanding film. And so let's talk about it, Liz. Let's Room 1103. Uh, set us up and talk about First of all, your um, motivation behind creating um, this film and the awareness that revolves around it. Okay. Well, uh, Rome 1103 um, was created in in memory um, of my mother. Uh, Mom passed away in 1998. And... um, at the time, they said that it was due to colon cancer. So we knew mom had colon cancer, so we're thinking, okay, we understand it. But uh, let me back up a few minutes, back up a little bit. Uh, she was in the hospital for a few months. Um, it was one thing led to another. She had pneumonia while she was in there. Um, she had to have a trach put in while she was in the hospital. So she was hmm. in the hospital a few months. Um, so before she was allowed to come home, um, but what we were planning on doing, you know, mom had a choice to either come home to stay with me or she was going to go and stay with my oldest sister, Bobby. So, um, 
you know, because we, we already knew mom wasn't going to be able to live by herself because she was living by right. herself before that. Right. Um, so she, the doctor um, advised us to put her in a rehabilitation, which is a nursing home, um, temporarily just to build her strength back up before she goes home. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, this is a doctor, you know, we're talking about, this is what we're going to do. Um, so we, they put her, you know, put her in the home, um, the one that they referred us to. And they said that, um, you know, I got the call and said mom had passed away and that the cause of her death was, uh, colon cancer. So, um, you know, that was devastating, you know, to get a phone call five o'clock in the morning to hear that your mom, Mm -hmm. you know, was gone. Right. And um, but um, and here it is um, this year, uh, 2016, which mom has been dead 18 years. I found out this yeah. year that mom died due to nursing home neglect. Um, wow. What happened was, um, and this came from one of the staff members who was working there at the time. Um, wow. Mom was. Uh, needed to be suctioned, and mm-hmm. instead of you know, and she pushed the call bell, and instead of somebody going to answer her call, um, they ignored her, ignored her, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. kept silencing the alarm. I mean, and did not go check on her. And then by the time that they did get up and do their job, she had already passed away. So, um, it it was hard to find that out, and you know yeah. that was recent because, like I said, this was this year when I found out the truth. And, wow. you and know, your mom it, did eighteen years. You said right, eighteen years, and you wow. know, I'm just now finding out the truth. And wow. um, Mama's birthday is November third. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why I named it Room 1103. Um, okay. Because of, it's in her memory and it, it's done in her honor. Um, wow. You know, had, you know, and, and it's like, you know, it, it hurts because, you know, my mom had to pass away in order for the awareness to be raised about this because nobody else is raising awareness about it. But my mom's life had to be taken in order for Mm. somebody to take a stand. And um, it hurts, but at the same time, I I felt that, you know, I can't bring mama back, but I got to do something in her honor. I got to do something to put a stop to this. You know, this this has got to stop. Um, I've been in the medical field for 20 years. I've, you know, witnessed some things with my own eyes. I've heard of things with my own ears. So I know a lot of what goes on in those nursing homes. A lot of of the people that are working there just there for a paycheck. They're not there because they care or because they have compassion. They're there for a paycheck. And they will tell you. I'm here to do my eight or my 12 hours and I'm going home. That's it. You That's know, right. they mm-hmm. don't care. So, um, like I said, I, I couldn't bring mama back, but I knew 
and I had to do something to raise the awareness. And then by me being a writer, um, I didn't want a stage play. I, I'm like, no, I don't want a stage play. This is something that it, it, it has to reach all, reach all masses. I, I got to, you know, this is something that has to go national. And uh, God put into me to write uh, a script for a movie. Um it was kind of hard doing it. Um, the movie doesn't um, it doesn't describe and demonstrate everything that happened to my mom. The whole right. new family, whole um, another family, a creative family, imaginary family, and their own situation. But bits, little small bits and pieces does transpire and I mean and come about that really really did happen for real um, it was and this was the first project I'd ever done where it was easy for me to pick the cast um, it was so many people that wanted to be a part of it and um, I had to turn down people and, and you know yeah. that hurt you know to have to turn down people because so many yeah. people wanted to be a part of it. Um, a lot of people that I've worked with in the past wanted to be a part. And, you know, they wasn't able to because of the amount of roles. I mean, this movie, I cast it, yeah, I know is over 20 people um, in it. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's not even including the extras. Um, the movie, like I said, it, it, it it's gonna it, it really hits home for me and I, and it also mm-hmm. when we did a documentary on it as well um, and in the document when we were filming the documentary we filmed the documentary with the cast members and during the documentary I learned some things I learned that some of them had went through the same thing with mm-hmm. one of their family members and you know mm-hmm. I'm like. Gosh, you know, now I see why this person is a part of that person is a part of this project because they have so much mm-hmm. to offer it. They right. not just here because they heard that um, it's been picked up by all these TV stations and getting all this exposure. They here because they mm-hmm. have compassion and they care because one of their loved ones was taken. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then to be able to um, Receive offers from Lifetime uh, Network and um, A and E, and also Redbox and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, that was overwhelming. It, it and it still yeah. is. I still have to yeah. pinch myself, and um, because I know that they're going to be pleased with this movie once they do see Definitely. it, and then for them to pick it up. And they haven't even seen the movie yet. You know, it's just this type of movie hasn't been done. Right. And that's one of the reasons why they jumped on it and jumped on it so quickly. Um, And I also want to make an announcement on here. Um, On your show, this is something that I haven't even uh, announced yet publicly. I've told a few people, but I haven't announced it publicly until now. well, I told everybody that I was flying out to uh, L.A. Uh, in yeah. November. But what I didn't mm-hmm. let everybody know was um, who I was going to see. 
Um, I have a television interview to do out there, and um, this interview is with Roland Martin. Amazing. We are discussing the movie. (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. So to, you know, to be able, you know, for him to even reach out to me was, you know, the producers of the show to reach out to me. It was just um, unbelievable. Unbelievable that um, that the word had gotten out like it did. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the movie hadn't even been done. But it's just the type of movie that it is. And then the the um, the epidemic that it surrounds and that it's based on. And uh, once they hear, I guess once they hear about the reason why I wrote it is because of my mom. You know, it is mm-hmm. it really, really open. It's opening eyes to a lot of people. And I'm hoping, too, that this movie open the eyes to anybody that's working in a nursing home that um, they are abusing the patient or neglecting the patient or um, doing exploitation. And a lot of times you don't hear about that either. You know, they're taking pictures of the patient uh, while they're sleeping. or something that they feel is funny, that the patient is doing mm-hmm. and it's funny to them. And doing, you're taking videos. I mean, some people get so stupid, and, and, and I have to say the word stupid because that's what it is. They get yeah. so stupid, they post it, it on social media. Yes, yes. <sighs> And, and the sad thing about it is that, you know, although technology has, has brought us a, a long way when it comes to certain things and it's good for certain aspects, mm-hmm. technology has really warped the mind of so many people because we have no, you know, we, we don't think like, okay, now let me not record this and, and, and let me not upload this because people don't realize it only, you know, as soon as you upload a video, you know how many people, as soon as they click upload or right. post, their video went viral in, in just no time? So to see right. people who are in these facilities, and I've seen it myself, I've seen it in my own hometown, um, a girl that I actually went to high school with, she was in the nursing home facility taking pictures. The, the, the patient is in the background. She's taking mm-hmm. selfies while the right. while he's in the playing in the bed, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, That's a shame. <laughs> you know, like what is going on here? And so, and I. I question why she was even working there, but that's a whole other topic. But, you know, so I just, I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, we have just gotten to the point where there's no privacy and we just have a lack of respect for people in general, you know, to go and post things of that nature. And so, uh, you know, and and you um, said something earlier uh, when you were talking about your mom being in a facility and um, how she, you know, press the button for someone to come. Um, And it reminded me, I I visited my uncle two weeks ago who's in a nursing home facility because he he fell Mm -hmm. and hurt his hip and shoulder and all that. But I remember going in there and bells were, it it sounded like Christmas time because bells were just jingling everywhere. A bell here, Mm -hmm. and I said, why are there so many bells? You know, like, what is going on? And so my uncle said, he said, well, that's, you know, the patients, you know, paging the nurses <laughs> to come for their knees. And he talked about how, yeah. you know, literally you can hear them all night long. 
you know, because they're not coming to them to help them. And he talked about even for him how just just simple things he needed. Maybe, you know, he might need a new pitcher of water would take hours, hours to receive, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my mom actually went and she had a conversation um, uh, with the director and so forth. But, you know, it's a lot of people who – are in these facilities who aren't getting the treatment that they need, you know, and, and, and to me, it, it's really disheartening to me because I don't understand why people get in this field who don't have the love and compassion for right. people, you know, and as exactly. you said earlier in the broadcast, you just want to check, but okay, but still, these are people. This could be your mom. This could be exactly. your dad. This could be your grandparents, you know? Like, That's right. It's That's just right. very disheartening to see people just be so careless and heartless, you know, when it comes to these individuals. And so, so Liz, what can what can people do? When, you know, um, when people go into if their loved ones are in a nursing home facility, what do you recommend people do to make sure, you know, some of this abuse and neglect is not taking place, you know, with their loved right. ones? Um, the family got it. The family has to come together and do pop-up visits um, at times of the day, all times of the night. Don't go to the nursing home to visit um, at the same time every day because they sit back and they they know the family's routine. Oh, her daughter gets off work at 5 o'clock and she comes by and she gets by 5.30. They know that. So Mm, they're going to make sure that, um, that, that that patient, I mean, that resident is, clean and all of that good stuff because they know she's coming. But you need to catch them off guard. Um, and, you know, and then you send in, like I said, different family members. And like I said, go in at different times of the day, different times of the night. Um, and also while you're there, um, it's a good thing to check them from head to toe because majority of the time the ones that are in the nursing home uh, even if they are verbal, um, they they're they're going to be scared to say anything because right. just just like domestic violence, they probably somebody probably told them, you know, you better not say anything, or you know, I'm gonna cut off your oxygen, or mother you with a pill, mm-hmm. or you know, it may mm-hmm. do something to them. So they are for their life right. because they're in a facility, they're in there with no family, so it's like nobody there to protect them. So it's not like they're going to say anything. And then you right, have some right. patients that are in the homes that have Alzheimer's. They don't even realize what's happening to them. Mm. So you better right. check them from head to toe. Um, any signs of abuse. I don't care if, you know, if um, whatever they say, you know, they can say she fell or he fell and he bumped his head or uh, whatever, you know, the case may be, you still contact an ombudsman and have them go in there and uh, do an investigation because right. don't just take their word for it. Even if it's true, Absolutely. just don't take their word for it. Um, you know, you better be safe and sorry because, like, I try to tell people all the time now, you do not want to feel the pain that me and my sister and my brother are feeling mm-hmm. right now. And this is right. a pain here that, you know, I don't I don't wish this on anybody. 
and right. to avoid that having that, you know, you really need to do those things. Absolutely, absolutely. And in in, in talking about this um, topic, um, and, and doing some research, I discovered there are are numerous um, ways of, of of abuse that takes place in these nursing homes. You have oh, you know physical yeah. abuse, which is the physical harm. Um, and and one of the things that is really popular, and people may not even know, I'm pretty sure Liz does because she I, I know she's done her her research mm. on this sexual abuse. Oh, sexual yes. abuse yes. of elderly people. Um, they just um, a, um, a man. Oh man, maybe early part of this year. Um, in um, it was in North Carolina. I can't remember the county right now. Um, mm. but he was in a nursing home facility, and he was working there. Um, and he's now in prison because he was actually, I believe, caught. Um, on video mm. or somehow, but he was actually sneaking into a Pacific patient's uh, room, uh, male, oh, you know, pretending no like he was going to check their vitals or whatever, and he was sexually abusing her. Um, and she, mm. um, something mm-hmm. was going on with her where she was not able to speak, so she couldn't, you know, scream for help. She right. couldn't, nothing. Um, and he did this, uh, they're thinking for a numerous amount of time and and come to find out she's not the only one that he mm-hmm. has done this to. Mm-hmm. After her incident, it was some other patients who um who were able to speak about it and came forth and talked about it. But wow. it's real, you guys. Sexual abuse is taking place in nursing home facilities. And it's sickening, you know, to think that yes. you know, here some people can't speak, some can't move and you go in there and take advantage of these people. Right. Oh. Man. That's true. Um, just, just, That's true. Just, it just I makes mean, it, it, you know, it, it makes your blood boil. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, does. it really ball. does. Like when, when I read that, I was like, oh, you know, I was on it for a while. Like, can you believe, you know, <laughs> can you believe mm-hmm. right. So, I mean, and it's wow. True. Um, yeah. It's true. And then yeah. you, you have some people in some of these homes and uh, they go, they have all this money when they go in there and, Somehow, all the money is depleted. You know, the bank account is drained. And mm-hmm. the first thing you hear, uh, well, your your insurance didn't take care of everything. Right. And, you know, a lot of times that's a lie. It is just, you know, it's all. Yeah, tight. financial um, uh, exploitation. Um, right. Um, yeah, think, yeah. I've seen yeah. where, like, uh, like, I've worked in the past, it's, uh, even assisted living places, some of the family members mm-hmm. would like leave, you know, money for the patient. Okay, she may want to get her a drink, get her a soda, come out the machine, a snack out the machine, and then right. put money in the drawer. And she mm-hmm. never get that snack because somebody stole the yeah. money. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's 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 just it's, it's ridiculous. And um, you know, we, we can't be silent about it anymore. And people Absolutely. don't need to wait until it hit. Don't wait until it hit home. So trust me, yeah. you do not want to feel my pain. Right. You don't. And one of the things I, I do want to add is that, Liz, I feel like um, people, and I know you um, talked about um, your mom, you know, having that choice of, of coming to um, stay in the facility or um, coming to stay home with you guys. And so a lot of times um, our elderly, they don't want to put the burden on their kids. 
you know, oh, so yeah. they feel like, okay, well, I'll just go, you know, to a nursing home. And it's, it's amazing how over the years um, I've seen the number of people who were once, like, really lively people. And as soon as they get into a nursing home facility, those people start mm-hmm. to diminish, like the, yes, the, the joy, the, the life sure in do. them. Um, you know, and I know That's visiting true. some some people from church and just seeing people who were normally, you know, just full of life. And it seems like mm-hmm. and once they got in those facilities, um, it kind of just sucked the life out of that. And I say that mm-hmm. to, you know, encourage people, don't just put people in facilities and leave them. Just, you know, just leave them. You know, um, you see so many people who just drop them off and they keep going. Um, people hardly ever visit them or check on them or anything. Go visit them as often as you can, you know, to let them know that, you know, somebody's there. Somebody's, you know, loving and, and showing some concern for them, you know, um, and, and showing them that you're there. Um, I think just seeing people being present um, can can make, you know, their adjustment there a lot better. Right, right. Oh, Absolutely. And so for the folks out here, um, Liz, um, legally, uh, speaking legally, people mm-hmm. do who are in these situations um, and they're finding that they, they, they may even think that their loved ones are being abused or neglected in these facilities. Legally, mm-hmm. um, what, are, what are people's options that they can do? Well, um, in order to get the state involved, um, you have to contact an ombudsman. And every nursing home is required to have that phone number posted in the facility. Okay. Um, okay. The best thing to do right now, and this is for everybody that has a loved one in a nursing facility or you know of uh, somebody that has a family member, please get this information to them. Tell them to please. Mm-hmm. Locate that number. If you don't see it, ask somebody at that nursing home, where is it posted at? And if it's mm-hmm. not posted, mm-hmm. they, they by law, they're supposed to post that number. And it's supposed to be in an area where um, the the patients as well as visitors can see it. Okay. So they, that, they have to. And the um, majority of the homes, they, you know, they, they're pretty good about posting that that information. But um, contact the ombudsman because the ombudsman will be the one that will contact the state and get the state involved and get an investigation going. They have okay. to do an investigation by law. They have to go into the home and see what's going on. Great, great, great information. And, um once again, see you guys on the phone lines. If you're out there listening, uh, we are on with filmmaker and playwright Liz Going Turner, and we're talking about her film entitled Room 1103. You guys, if you have a question or comment for her, uh, feel free to call in. The number is three four seven three two six nine one three nine is the number. Press number one, and we'll bring you on the line so that you can share your thoughts. And so, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back and we're going to tell the people uh, when the film is going to release and all that good stuff so people can um, know and write it down on their calendars and all that great stuff. And we're going to find out uh, what more uh, Liz is up to as well, you guys. So we'll be right back, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. This is Favor by Marika Chisholm.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we are joined uh, by the creator of Room 1103, Liz Turner, you guys. And uh, that piece was entitled Favor by Marika Chisholm. You guys can check her out on Twitter at Marika Sings. And uh, her song is available on iTunes, uh, so go purchase it as well, you guys. And so... Of course, Liz, we have uh, some more callers on the line here. We're going to get through uh, caller from okay. the 704, uh, last digit 5484. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello? 
Uh, my name is Annette Houston, and I'm calling from Statesville, North Carolina. Statesville, North Carolina. I've been down there a few times myself. Welcome to the Get out of here, you show. Yes, I had my one of my great friends was from there and um she, we went she took me to another small town. Was it Troutman? Troutman? Yes, Lord. I was yeah. born and raised yeah. in Troutman. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so I yeah, have been nice. down there quite a few times. So welcome to the show. You got a question or a comment for Liz? Uh yes, I have a comment. Uh I just first okay. I wanna thank Liz for obeying God to do this movie in the memories of her mother. And I know her right. mother is at peace since the real truth has came out. And mm-hmm. I want to add to what Liz said. My mom and dad was in the nursing home also. My dad died 2000, February 28, 2008. And then my mm-hmm. mom died uh, July the 1st, 2012. And mm-hmm. my mom, I always went back and forth to see them morning, noon, and night. And right. what made me even go to more when I would show up like 12 midnight at night and rain the thing. They said, uh, who is this? I said, this is Annette Houston, and I come to see my mother, Cordelia Powell. She said, is anything <laughs> wrong? I said, you going to let me in. I said, I come to see my mom. She said, well, she's all right. I said, I ain't going to believe she's all right till you let me in. So they had no choice to let me in. But she was doing fine. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. And then, as Liz was saying, when you go different times, I went another time, and it was at 12 noon. My mother was still in the bed, honey, 12 noon. They mm. even, they hadn't even gotten her up out of the bed. Had, didn't wow. even have clothes on. So mm. I just mm. went, I just went preserved. And um, mom said, where you going? I said, I'll be right back. She said, no, nah, it don't you start nothing. I said, I ain't going to start nothing, but I'm getting ready to fix something in the name of Jesus. So I went up there and got the charge nurse. And I said, I want a question. I said, I need to ask you a question. Why is my mother still in the bed and everybody else? Mm-hmm. Well, your mother said she didn't want I said, uh-uh. That ain't my mama. I said, y'all got two minutes to get down there to get her outside that bed, get her dressed, get her bathed. Oh, I'm going to as an administrator, and where is he at anyway? Honey, time I went back down my mom's room, the nurse in four A's was down there getting my mama dressed. And I <laughs> said, from now on, do not let my mother lay in the bed because she's the type of person that she got up. She loved talking right. to people. Right. And then they tried to give her the wrong medicine, and my mama wouldn't take it, so they come calling me. So I had to get off my job. I said, what kind of medicine are you trying to give my mama? My mama said, that ain't the medicine I take. And I looked at her. I said, wow. that's the medicine my mama take. I said, one thing about mm. my mother, she wasn't going to take nothing that she wasn't taking. But right. she had her days right. where she would go off in mind, come and go. But anyway, yeah. I wanted to say that because it is real because I worked in a nursing home myself. And when I went on my shift, uh, the second shift, it was patients laying in the bed that has not been changed all day long. Yeah. Their bed mm-hmm. was soaked and wet. Mm. But I stepped outside mm-hmm. and I called the I called the procedures and called the state and then the next day they was down to do an investigation and then right. they fired one of the ladies that 
wasn't taking care of the patients like she was supposed mm-hmm. to. But this stuff is real, and I just thank God for uh, Leah's. Oh, I Wonderful. love you too. Wonderful. Lynette is also, that's that's my pastor. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. She, she's my pastor. She just said it like it is. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Lord, well, you know, do. <laughs> but I encourage Liz to keep doing and obeying God because I, I'm so grateful that I'm a part of this movement because I have seen yeah. some stuff myself and I stepped right. in for other families that did yeah. not come there and I instilled them what was going on and they right. started coming and they was able to catch some people they didn't catch them all but they catch some like Liz was saying some is just there for the paycheck but they don't have the right. love and the compassion like they supposed right. to right. so they didn't know I was a okay. CNA at the moment I just act like I didn't know nothing but I watched them like a hawk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, it's good that you did. It's good that you did. Yeah, I do that. But it was tiresome. But I told me and my sisters, we took turns, and I always tell her, I say, don't go at the same time because they're going to study your pattern. I say, go different times, mm-hmm. confuse them. And they never could figure right. out when we was going to pop in. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would try to okay. give the patients other pills that they ain't supposed to be taking to make them hallucinate and do stuff. Mm. Yeah, they do, because they was going to give my mom, they thought they was going to give my mama something, but you know me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We definitely thank you for calling in here and, and representing for Statesville, North Carolina. You yes, know. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm a part of this movement. I'm glad about it. Yes, <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Oh, my goodness. We, we definitely yes. thank you for calling in here, and we hope we'll, you'll continue you listening to the definitely. rest of the show. I will do that. And hang on in there, Liz. God gave you the power to do it. And you got your pastor right beside you. But take it on to the top. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you later. I'll be listening on. All right. Love you. Okay. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I definitely love I love her personality already. I don't know her personally, but I love love her personality already. Uh, And so we definitely wanna thank (laughs) we wanna thank um everybody for calling in tonight. Um and we still have a slew of people on the line um, listening um, and so forth. Um, but, Liz, I do want you to tell the folks, um, when is the um, opening date um, for the mm-hmm. film? I know you're having um, a reviewing uh, or viewing party for it. But um, before mm-hmm. that, um, a lot of people always um, say they want to do something great and they want to get mm-hmm. involved. Um, so if you want to get involved, I'm going to tell you guys how you can get involved. You guys can go and donate um, towards this movie um, so that it can get the exposure um, that it needs. Um, and so, Liz, I want you to uh, provide or tell people the information where they can go to actually donate um, towards um, Room 1103. Okay, they can go to um, the site. is called... Um, Crowd rise is it's just like uh, GoFundMe, but it's crowd rise. Okay. And then they have a area on there 
um, where you can search for the fundraiser and you just type mm-hmm. in room 1103 and um, it'll come up on there and it takes you right okay. to the page and you can donate any amount um, that you wish. Um, uh-huh. And also I just want to let people know that the money goes towards um, the editing, um, the travel time because um, we're in Key West um, and then I have uh, one of my cameramen, he's from um, Charlotte, North Carolina. So he, as a matter of fact, he traveled down here this morning um, because they're editing. So, you know, uh, to to get this thing finalized, um, there's a lot of costs. Like I said, airfare, right. um, materials and supplies and, you know, things that we have to buy. It's, it's, it, it takes a lot. Uh, my goal is um, um, my goal is three thousand. That's that's all I'm uh, trying to raise uh, because I know the rest of it is going to be covered. Um, right. Because I got God on my side, so that's right. Um, Absolutely, we're gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, and um, of course. Um, the and let everybody know when the film is going to be um, released. The date. Okay. Um, what we're doing prior to the release um, of the movie, um, we are releasing a trailer this month um, of the movie. Um, and on November 3rd, we'll be releasing a sneak peek of the movie, um, as well as a documentary that was filmed um November third, as I said earlier in the show, is the date for the, uh, my mom's birthday. Um, and then on February ninth is when we're doing the first um, official premiere of the movie, and it's going to be a red carpet um, event that we're doing in Winston Salem. I have to do it in Winston Salem because that is my hometown. Um, I have to do it there. So that'll be February 9th, um, March 4th. We're doing a big, another big gigantic screening in Miami. I have to do it in Miami because um, a lot of the cast members are from South Miami. Um, from Not South Miami, South Florida area. And then in May, it will be on Lifetime. Lifetime is showing it five times. Uh, no, I'm sorry, June. They're showing it in general. That's right. They're showing it five times. But then in May, A&E is showing it um, that month. And then okay. after that, in September, we have Redbox and Netflix. Um, we'll be doing their thing as well. Awesome. So I'm awesome. I'm looking forward to um, each of the, the showings for this movie. I can't wait for everybody to see it. Absolutely, absolutely, and I am excited for you, and uh, definitely uh, we'll be spreading the word um, about this amazing film, and I hope that you guys that are listening uh, on the phone lines or uh, through your phone or um, computer will definitely spread the word as well to this uh, subject. It needs great awareness, Um, and and the thing Mm -hmm. about it is that a lot of times um, we don't see the light shed on things until people – um, such as Liz, you know, step out here 
and really put the spotlight on what's going on behind the scenes. Um, a lot of people really have no idea what goes on um, in these different facilities. So I definitely want to um, thank you just for being open and being transparent and putting this out there um, and bringing awareness to it um, and helping people um, deal with it and helping people heal because it has to be, um, which I'm pretty sure for you, a, a hard thing. You know, for for years you're, you're seeing, you know, you're thinking that your loved one passed because of a certain thing, and then later on you find out the real reason um, behind right. it, and, and that can be, you know, truly. It's like, you know, kind of going through it again you know, because this is new information and, and new feelings emerging and so forth. And so uh, I definitely um, know that can be a difficult time. But um, nevertheless, I'm I'm excited for you um, and this movie. And uh, before we do get ready to get out of here, tell the folks, um, Liz, how they can connect with you as far as um, social media and all that great stuff. Okay. Um, right now I have uh, – and in order to for the, for that website when it is done, it will be room eleven oh three the movie dot com. Um, of course, Facebook. Um, I just started using uh, Instagram. I'm still trying to get the, <laughs> the still trying to learn it, but I'm, I'm getting there. Um, also, um, we have a few clips of the movie on. Um, it was when we filmed it, and it's just some of the clips okay. that I recorded from my phone. You can go on YouTube and just type in Room 1103, okay. the movie, or just type in my name, Liz Owen Turner with two Zs. Um, and a lot of people think I try to be funny when I say this part right here, but I'm not being funny. <laughs> but you can just Google my name or Google Room 1103, the <laughs> movie, and, you know, all kind of stuff come up about us. So, <laughs> nothing wrong I mean, with being Googleable. Yeah, Google me. <laughs> but yes, I mean, but like I said, I you know I I I know a lot of my cast members are listening, and I just want to just say to them, you know, thank you because without them, um, I would just have a script. Uh, they worked hard. We filmed that movie in four days. And, you know, wow. two days Amazing. here in Key West, two days in Winston-Salem. So, and we made it happen. Um, Wonderful. So, I, I was blessed to have that group of people. Um, we, okay. And then we have original music by um, Marcus uh, Williams. And his wife was on earlier, Javetta Williams. And okay. um, the, he wrote a theme song for the movie. And it just brings tears to your eyes. So. A lot of people working wow. even behind the scenes of this that, um, you know, it's, it's deep. And I just can't yeah. wait for everybody to see it. I really can't. Amazing, amazing, guys. Make sure you look out for Room 1103, you guys. Liz Goings, Turner, you guys. And thank you so much for coming on here. I've had a, such a great time um, talking with you um, about uh, mm. speaking out over this and just the movie in general and getting to learn more about you and, and all that great stuff. So thank you so much for coming on here. I definitely appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, and I definitely appreciate you. And, you know, just keep doing your thing. 
just keep doing your thing. I love your energy too. So, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah, you 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 doing what you in your call and you doing what you supposed to be. Oh, doing, thank girl. you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And uh, thank you so much to the callers and the listeners out there. We definitely appreciate you guys as well. And Liz, I, I definitely will be talking uh, with you again soon. And I hope you have a a great rest of your night. And, and once again, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. You too. All right, you guys. That was Liz Goings Turner, you guys, filmmaker and playwright. You guys uh, have been discussing her film entitled Room 1103. Make sure you guys be on the lookout for that, you guys. And so we're going to get ready to get out of here, and I'll see you guys back here on Thursday. Um, Same time, same place, you guys. we got another Awesome guests lined up for you guys, so make sure you tune in for that. And uh, once again, thank you so much for Liz coming on here and sharing with us tonight. Definitely appreciate it to all of the callers. And uh, we're going to go out, you guys. We got um, a new rising star by the name of Seren Smith. You can find him on Twitter at the Seren, S-E-R-E-N, Smith, you guys, and uh, he's upcoming artist, and uh, so he uh, shared his music with the Your Radio Network tonight, so we're going to play that on our way out of here. So we'll see you guys next time. I am Bianca Fly. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Beautiful Butterfly Show.